Trunk falls on it. That will be it. They've defended their title. They are still the champions. And the first in a united competition since Boys, bit of a somber way to start this week's episode, but uh, plenty to celebrate, of course. Uh, we'll touch on it a little bit later on. We've got the the, the Morris Twins re-signing, Luke Carey re-signing, but let's uh, shine the light on the great career of Mitch Orbison. Oh, look, to me, he's he's one of the most underrated players that the NRL's ever seen, and I don't think that his worth is going to be measured until after he's gone. I mean, sometimes we take it for granted that, you know, Mr. Reliable's always going to be there to, to get us through those tough games. And I really don't think we're going to really um, understand how much we we needed him until he's going to be gone. Bush, your thoughts? Yeah, mate, I'm a big fan of all those, you know. I mean, you know, back in the days when Freddie Fittler had us and, uh, you know, as a coach, you know, you saw Robbo come on. It just had something special about him and um, that continues. And I think the way he handles himself off the field um, really is a testament to, you know, how he plays on the field. Everyone's got so much confidence and love of him. I know he's staying around the club next year, you know, and just to see him play the season out without having surgery on that arm just typifies the type of bloke he is. Look, there's been plenty of kind words shared across social media. James Rosenberg, big fan of the show, I think summed it up best, modest, humble, decent. I think that pretty much sums him up. Absolutely, and fourteen seasons. I mean, you don't get you don't get many players going that long these days. And isn't it fitting that we played the Tigers last week and Chris Lawrence announced his retirement? Yeah. The same. I feel like they're the same type of type of player. But tell me, boys, you never played State of Origin. That's one thing that I always thought that you know he deserved to get a yeah. crack at. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I, I do agree. But I'd have to look back at some of the teams. I mean, when we were going through that rough trot. I did think there's probably an opportunity for to wear a sky blue jumper. No doubt he would have wore it well, no doubt. But um, there's always players that are picked for second row or that hooker to fill in role. It, the, the fact that he can play so many positions he would have been a perfect fourteen. Yeah, may, yeah, maybe. Look, I, I'm I'm sure when it's all said and done, it won't matter because he's he's won a number of premierships. So I think the prem. But yeah, I, I get your point. And I'll tell you another thing too. When the when the state of origin time did come around, the Roosters always had a lot of players that went to state of origin. So it was it was so important for him. He was there, you know, guiding the team around while those players were absent from the team. You know, so we won a lot of games there on the back of his leadership. Yeah, you know? and we and we spoke to Victor Radley about that only a couple of weeks ago. That Bush and I have been lucky enough to be in his company and seen the way that he does lead, particularly the younger players around. 
and I think that's one thing that will be missed uh, when he when he departs the club at season's end. I, I do remember. I think if you're thinking about moments for Orbo, I got two that clearly stand out in my mind. Was a 2010 Grand Final when he just ran into this big hole. I, I think he may have been the first try scorer, from if memory serves me correctly. But he last was, yeah. year, last year Roosters v South, his goal line defence on Sammy Burgess picked him up, drove him back, and Sam Burgess lost the ball. That is the moment yep. that sticks in my mind when I think about Mitch Orbison. Yeah. Mate, not only that, as you said, Silky, I love, you know, you've got a saying, you know, he's a leader of men. We hope that he'll be around the club for uh, many years to come, leading our young men uh, as he does mentor them off the field. But, you know, his leadership, just he'll just be looked back upon as not only a footballer that every club would love to have. You can put him anywhere from, you know, front row to fullback, but also just a great human being. And, uh, you know, he's always got a smile. He's always been generous with his time on Roosters Radio. And it's players like that that sort of, you know, create a culture at a club and a history that they look back on and, and they can model themselves on. And that's what I think his legacy will be certainly remembered in that capacity and it's a, it's an honour for us as fans to watch him play. Would he make the Roosters team of the century? Obviously he makes the teams of the decade, but if you're putting up against, say, a Ron Coote, Luke Rickardson, uh, so on and so forth, would he make your final 17, boys? He'd definitely make my team of the century, Silky, just the way he led our team, as Shooter rightfully said, when, you know, the likes of Boyd and Teddy and the rest of our boys and Victor called up to Origin, mate, Orbo was always there picking up the slack. And he's one of those players that you've seen him play in some odd positions. He was Mr. Fixit. He's the Winston Wolf of the Roosters. Mate, I suppose you're right. When you hit 300 games for, for one club, I suppose your name has to be mentioned in that yeah. team of the century. It has to be. And Silky, just um, continue on from your – the highlight for you was, um, you know, him driving Sam Burgess back. For me – it was in the 2018 grand final when Cooper Cronk had the busted shoulder and they put Mitch Orbison over on Cooper Cronk's side to protect yeah. him for the whole game. And he sat next to him in defence for the whole game and didn't didn't let yeah. anybody get near him and didn't miss a tackle for him. That was a huge effort for what he did for Cooper. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Bush, what's your favourite <clears throat> Orbo moment? Yeah, mate, look, my favourite moment of Orbo is actually not on the field. It's, uh, you know... You meet some people in your time, meet some players in your time that are just uh, selfless and just natural good good people. And, and Orbo typifies that, mate. We've been up to many uh, you know, season opening, Silky, or you know, even on Roosters Radio. And every single time you've contacted Orbo, mate, he comes back to you within a moment, you know, and he, or you know, comes up and shakes your hand, and knows your name, and you know the way he handles the fans and the sponsors. You see him after the games. You know, in particular, him and Jared one night, but, you know, Orbo in particular led the charge as a couple of special needs kids that sat outside forever, 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 and the boys were walking off one way and, you know, they called out. And Orbo just pretty much, you know, they're on their way to do something. He just put his hand up and went, look, guys, I'll be one second. He ran over and he signed every single one of those kids' autograph books or jerseys and, and footballs. And when you see that, you sort of watch it from afar. You just you smile and you shake your head and go, he's the real deal. So, yeah, mate, great human being. Great footballer and, you know, long live his legacy. Well, that puts him into my team of the century right there, mate. <laughs> yeah, well said. Now, boys, moving on, there was a game of football there last Saturday. Roosters triumphant over the Balmain Tigers at the eighth wonder of the world. That is Leichhardt Oval. Uh, we got off to a flyer. Shooter, how would you see it? Mate, you did, you're right. They did get off to a flyer. Mate, I, I thought they were flawless in the first half. I thought they played brilliantly. For me, it was great to see Kyle Flanagan back in the number seven. You know, I was a little bit disappointed that he he was dropped, well, dropped, rested, or rested whatever it was in the yeah. first place. So I thought that he, you know, he came back as strong as ever, played really well. The Morris boys, I mean, 
they're just defying their their age, both of them, and they're they're getting better. They're like a fine wine, as they say. But um, you know, they scored two tries apiece, and I just thought they were brilliant. So it, it's no surprise to me that the Roosters are in talks at the moment with offering them both a new contract. I was really impressed with Drew Hutchison. I thought for a bloke who was pretty much having his first game of first grade, like on the run-on side, he threw some beautiful passes, those lob passes for uh, Ikevalu to score the first try. I thought he played well. Look, he's, he's an old-fashioned footballer. He plays like the old-fashioned 5'8". Just a quick story. I remember after the grand final, on the bungers, you know, you don't see the footballers like that, but he's, <laughs> he's an old-fashioned footballer and a, and a bit of a knockabout to boot. But I thought he played really well. Yeah, boys, I want to give a bit of a wrap to, again, the man that's been there at all, all year up front, C.Y. Takiyama. Yeah. But I tell you who, I tell you who really grabbed my eye the other night, and he's really started to come to his own. I loved seeing him start. Matt Butcher, Matt Butcher, and that starting. You know, he just he was very steady. You know, he, he played the same sort of game that we know Nat can play. He's a little bit similar to Victor Radley. If you notice, he was just popping some small passes, not in that, you know, definitive, you know, second five eight role as Victor, but he's a good ball playing forward, Nat. But his defence was outstanding, and you would have thought it was, you know, any one of us or other players out there being Angus or Boyd. And, uh, mate, the other thing I love looking at is I love looking at the camera panned across to the stands and there's Luke Keary and uh, Lockie Lamb and uh, everyone's just around Sonny Bill like a beehive. So you can imagine <laughs> what he's going to bring just to this club, you know, to the culture that Robbo wants and the standards they set, him, set for themselves. I can feel a three-peat coming on. Well, boys, here's a few stats courtesy of our good friend, the Roosters stat man, Siwa Takiaho, 80 minutes, 18 runs, 153 metres, 79 post-contact metres, one try assist, two line breaks, 41 tackles. That's, that's an outstanding performance. What, another one worth mentioning, Joey Manu. I was going to say that, Silky. We, we've forgotten oh, Joey Manu. Mate. He was brilliant. Yeah. Scored a try, had a try assist, line break, two line break assists. This one this one hurt me. I may or may not have had him in a mouldy. Satili <laughs> Tupanua, two try assists, one line break, two tackle breaks, 28 tackles, and dropped the ball over the line. Oh. And, of course, the resumption of JWH, 20 runs, 189 metres, 24 tackles. And, of course, Captain Courageous, Jake Friend, well, 52 tackles. So some some solid stats there from our players. That first part of the second half where the Tigers threw everything at them, I thought they absorbed that quite well. and We just didn't get any football. But when we did, we got back into our rhythm and we scored three tries. So uh, well done to the boys. Yeah, it was well done, mate. Just to think too, we've got – I think we've got Boyd coming back next week. so we're, And maybe Toops as well. We're going to start getting some troops back. So the, the the fact that we're hanging on and winning well in games with a lot of players missing, it does stand us in good stead for a three-peat. And just before we go to the break, boys, just the news coming out of Roosters HQ. Looks like we're going to have the Morrises, as you just said earlier, for another season. I think that is remarkable. Congratulations to all those involved. And, of course, Bush, a special note for us in particular as, as Luke Keary fans and sponsor Luke oh, Keary. Yeah. Luke Keary re-signing for three years. So uh, we spoke to Luke last week. Congratulations to Luke and his family. And it looks like he'll play out the rest of his career as a red, white and blue star. Yeah, well, Silky, good news. We'll just make a quick announcement. We'll probably re-sign for three years as well. So uh, <laughs> you know, when, when, when you got that, that's a small announcement. I know it won't get the media. Uh, it, it, it should, but, uh, mate, if Kerry's in, so away. That'll make uh, the big boss, Jared Hock Johnson, happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back right after this. That's good. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And our next guest, well, he needs no introduction. He's won premierships, scored a hat-trick in a State of Origin series, represented Australia. He even won a Challenge Cup final. He's now part of our Roosters coaching staff. 
Welcome to Roosters Radio, the one and only Matt King. Kingy, you're with us. Mate, thanks for having me. Now, in my intro, uh, you know, I said you've done everything known to rugby league. You've won premierships, you know, Challenge Cup finals. But what a lot of Roosters fans won't know is that you're also a bit of an inventor. Now, can you tell us about the cricket? <laughs> yeah, I can, mate. I can. It's a uh... So when I was little, I got five older brothers and a younger sister. So backyard cricket was a bit of a religion in the summertime in the King household. So us boys used to play with the wooden cricket bats that were, that were in the back shed. A lot of them were, were waterlogged and really heavy. So my little sister, when it was her turn at the creek, she'd just get a tennis racket and play with that. So, mate, ever since I've been seven, eight, nine years old, I've always thought, why doesn't someone just invent a cricket bat with strings instead of uh, instead of a willow? So, Love it. Um, Mate, when I was in England, I had a lot of spare time on my hands when I was playing over there and went and saw a, a manufacturer and he put me in touch with someone in China and uh, lo and behold, I distributed them here in Australia back in 2012 and sold 5,000 to a distributor who sold them through Rebel and wow. it quickly ran out of steam. Yeah, I, uh, I realized I wasn't, a, I wasn't a businessman, mate, any little thing that popped up and you guys know what it's like in business. The little little things pop up all the time, mate. I was so stressed. I was anxious. I didn't know how to uh, put out these little spot fires. So I just canned it. <laughs> <laughs> and you took up coaching. And I took up coaching, mate. But um, I've actually got one in here at the club. We play with it a fair bit at the club. Do slips catches with it and stuff like that. And I've still got the painting and there's a big hunk of steel in China in a factory somewhere that can still manufacture them. So maybe I should get off my bum and uh, and have another crack at actually uh, getting them back into the marketplace. But, yeah, it was just an idea I had, and I'm, I'm stoked I had a crack at it. And, Kingy, I'm pretty sure Davey Warner and Steve Smith are Roosters fans. Maybe you can get some uh, get them to endorse it, and then I might fly off the shelves again. Mate, I looked into all of that. They are expensive, those guys. They want so much cash to endorse anything. So uh, <laughs> mate, I might have to Teddy, – Teddy's pretty bloody popular. I might give him a, a couple of dollars to uh, promote it for me. <laughs> I don't think he comes cheap either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, Sonny, Sonny's back in town. I can yeah. get him to help me out. <laughs> now, 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 mate, talking a bit of football, obviously the big news coming out of Roosters HQ this week is the announcement – of Orbo, like a fellow Northern Rivers man yourself, uh, you know, you grew up around Casino, he's from Ballina, just down the road. A great clubman, mate. Just a, a few thoughts and words on Orbo's career thus far. Yeah, oh, mate, he's he'll go down as a rooster legend. There's just no question on that. He's won three premierships and he will break the record at some stage this year for the most games at this very proud club. And uh, that's no mean feat for a young guy who's you know so humble. Anyone who meets Mitch Orbison um, knows exactly what I'm talking about. I've been blessed to be at a few clubs and there's always that one guy that is just salt of the earth, the heart of the club. At, you know, at Melbourne, it was Uriah Hoffman. At South Sydney, when I was there, Jason Clark was a really, really good guy. And here at the Roosters, it's Mitch Orbison. He's someone you can go to when times are tough and he's always there with a, a shoulder to lean on or just a good guy to have a chat to. And he really is our moral compass here at the club. If Orbo thinks that it's not right, then it is 100% not the right thing to do. He's, he's such a good guy. And uh, I never got to play with Orbo. I got to play with his brother James down at the yeah, Storm. Yeah, of course, yeah. He, he was a tremendous talent as well. But, um, you know, the Northern River thing too is it's special. You know, there's not many players come out of, you know, certain little regions. So, you know, we've definitely got Group 1 in common, um, Orbo and I, and I'm just so glad that I've rubbed shoulders with him over these last four years. Now, on a personal note, we've been asking the players over the past few weeks how they've, they're coping, you know, with, with the bubble. And, you know, there's been a lot of media and speculation around people or players breaching it. You know, you're a family man, mate. How's it been for yourself? Yeah, it's true. You know, we're, we're, getting, the, we're getting the product out there, which is, you know, priority number one for, for rugby league. But 
you know, the boys are sacrificing a fair bit at the moment. It's not like the old days where the boys are um, at the pub all the time or anything like that, but they are very social still. So going to the beach together or socializing dinner time, cafe, stuff like that, it's been taken away from them. They are, you know, pretty much prisoners in their own home. Again, they're still getting paid to do the thing they love. So it's, it's different. It's very different, especially when, as I said, you're accustomed to, you know, a day off getting up, going and grabbing a coffee, having a swim at the ocean, you know, you need to get permission to do these things. You know, you're getting treated like a 17 again. It's uh, it's different. So for me, mate, the, the biggest thing for me is just those little things. Sunday morning for me and my yep. family is, is our time. So we wake up together, we walk down the hill, go to our favorite cafe. And if it's warm enough, we'll go down and have a swim at the beach. But I've got a wife and three little girls. They still do that. And I sit at home and, I don't know, watch some Netflix or something. I'm not sure what I do, mate, you know. So it's just those little things which uh, which sting a little bit. But um, like I said, we're still getting the product out there of the weekend. So you just need to turn your thoughts to some gratitude sort of stuff and you get through it okay. Fair enough. Now, just looking back, our performance last week against the Tigers, I saw you were interviewed by uh, our fellow compatriots there by Bryce, and you were really impressed with the attack. You mentioned a couple of things in defence, but the attack, which leads me to my question, we have the return of Boyd and Toops, that left side edge or that left edge. That's exciting to have those boys returning. Yeah, it is. There's, you know, along with Kiri, they've been the staple of that left edge, you know, in my time here over the last four years. So, I've got no worries in saying, you know, it's my belief that we've got the best left edge in the competition or in the world, really, with Kiri, Toops, Jamos and um, and Boydo out there. It is really a dynamic edge and uh, Kiri won't be there this weekend. He's still battling that rib injury, but we get Boydo and Toops back just in the right time to get some cohesion and connection back before we roll into some big games in um in a little bit of time. So i uh, really excited to have those guys those guys back for us. And, um, you know, over the next few weeks, we should have a few more troops coming back, which is exciting. King, I want to touch on the Morris brothers. Uh, obviously, re-signed as well this week, a, a big announcement for the club. Mate, you would have played against them and, and sitting in the stands watching them. How do you describe their ability on the field at, at their age? Like, I mean, I mean, they're not they're not old per se, but I suppose in football terms they are, and they just keep turning up, scoring doubles. It, it, it's unbelievable as a fan. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. The um I was actually lucky enough to play with the guys in a country game, country versus city once. Yep. So I got to know them on a personal level. And uh, first and foremost, they're just they're just real good fellas. So when they come to a club like this where, you know, standards and expectations are really high, when you've got the character that they have, they just fit in straight away. Their work ethic is never in question. You know, they they buy into absolutely everything that Robbo is asking them to do. You know, they they do the little things that a lot of people in the stands won't notice, but it puts them in the right position to to be super dangerous and you know, BMOS scoring those couple of tries, it might have looked like he just grabbed the ball, but that long ball off Kyle Flanagan, that's all about timing, being able to catch the ball, you know, running at 100%. Um, he did an amazing job there. And then Josh is just so dangerous for us on that left edge. So, you know, a lot of a lot of it is down. You know, it's a bit of a cliche, but they work. They work so hard at their craft. And uh, when they get the opportunity on the field, you know, there's some moving parts around them. Luke Keary, James Tedesco, yep. Jake Friend, the guys around them are doing a really good job. And then those guys just explode into the tiniest little hole. And I must admit, mate, it, it makes my job as a coach a lot easier knowing that you've got that caliber of player out on the edge ready to make the most of any sort of little opportunity that pops up. Well, let's talk about your role. Obviously, part of the Brains Trust there at the Roaches Coasting staff, there's yourself, there's Fitzy, obviously, Robbo's head coach. What is your role there? Yes, yeah, so I'm the attack coach, mate. Along with Nate Kalis, we set up how we like to attack uh, with the footy, obviously. When I first turned up a couple of years ago, I was the development coach. So I was looking after those guys who don't quite make uh, the first grade team and would go off and play at Wyong or North Sydney. Um, I'd look after those guys. So I did that for a couple of years. 
obviously I helped Justin Holbrook when I first turned up. Then I helped JT when he came back from the Tigers. And last year, Adam O'Brien and I worked together. And then with Adam uh, getting the gig up there at Newcastle, uh, Robbo handed the reins over and Nath Kalis has come in to, to help me. So yeah, mate, I'm you know, I'm so blessed, as I mentioned before, to have the players that, that we do have. You know, we've got such great leaders in Jake and Jared, Orbo and, and Boydo, and then there's just class in Teddy and Kiri and um, the boys on the edge. So, you know, it's a wonderful job. But I, I feel like the biggest issue that I could run into is actually over-coaching yep. these guys. Uh, I just want to really create an environment where they get to spread their wings a little bit and let Luke Kiri be Luke Kiri, let James Tedesco be James Tedesco, not be... James Tedesco that Matt King thinks he should be so you know a lot of my a lot of my best coaching I feel is done through conversation and I just try and move the the chess pieces around so those boys get to flourish and it's a tough job you know Robbo you know he's such a great teacher and such a great leader but he doesn't expect anything um, bar my best which is exactly right and I try and give that to the club um, every single day mate. And Kingy, what's your role game day? Obviously we see on the TV uh, you know running water and whatnot I know that Trav Toom is our physio what what's yep. that role yeah so uh, essentially mate i'm running messages i'm running what robbo sees up in the box out to the boys and done it for four years now and i suppose i've got a really good connection i played with luke keary on the other side of anzac parade there mate before we came <laughs> over in, in 2017 so keary and i trust each other we have for a long time and so yeah just just those little connections are, are super important so you know doing the attack as well. I'm only allowed out there when we've got the footy. So gotcha. Some, sometimes I can go out and things that I've seen on the tape, I can relay it, boys. That's what we've looked at. Go get him. Go get that player. Or, you know, there's that weak defender that we've identified. There he is. Go get him. Whatever it may be, however, that crystallizes out onto the field. But I'm handing out water and passing on messages, really, mate. Now, we told our Roosters faithful that you were we were going to interview on tonight's show. We got a really good question from Casey who asked, Kingy, you've played under Bellyache, Ricky Stewart, and some of the game's best coaches. What are the differences or similarities between them and Robbo? The, the similarity—it's it, funny. I've been, I've been, yeah. As you just rattled off some great coaches there, I've been so blessed in my life to be mentored both as a player and and as a coach coming through. You know, I got to see Michael Maguire operate. I've um, been under Wayne Bennett a couple of times, so um, I've been really blessed. And there's there's a few common characteristics yep. that all these guys have. So you know, hard work is first and foremost. Their work ethic is without question. Discipline is very important to all of those guys. Mateship. So how you turn up each day for your mate, um, you know, both, you know, you turn up for yourself, obviously, but then that crystallizes into a collective goal. Um, so how you, how you work hard for your, for your mate is super important, but the way they express it is so different. And that's the beauty of each coach. So the way uh, Craig Bellamy expresses his discipline is totally different to Robbo. It's totally different to Wayne, but they all believe in the same characteristic, if that makes sense. It's yeah, just, of course. Each each guy each guy's personality just resonates through the whole club, which is which is one hundred percent right. But the as I mentioned, the characteristics don't change too much. Emotion there's definite there's a definite difference in emotion. You can see Craig's emotion up in the box compared compared to Robbo's. I mean, I've got to witness Michael Maguire's emotion in you know at a halftime speech when things aren't going right compared to Robbo. So there's there's definitely variance in their emotional delivery of messages, yep. but you know, the commonality, you know, the traits that we all would hope to, I suppose, um, exhibit each week in and around work ethic and discipline and honesty and mateship, you know, they all share those. Talking of work ethic, you know, he's penciled in to return to the squad next week. Sonny Bill Williams, mate, can you give us an update on how he's tracking? 
Yeah, yeah, he's going really well, Sonny. He's um he's trying to get the balance right between his body, making sure that his body's 100% right to go, and then the balance on getting back into the rooster system footy-wise. So I've seen some great students of the game in my time. Cooper, Cooper is a student of the game. He, he understands it. He's a nerd. He watches so much. He knows how to break teams down. And then Sonny's ability to learn is right up there with Cooper's. He's, he's obviously hasn't been, you know, bunkered down into rugby league for a little while. He started there at Toronto at the start of the year, but he's come back and he's just been an absolute footy nerd. Every meeting, he's taking notes, he's asking questions, he's just absorbing the, the Rooster style of footy, which has evolved since his time's been here. Principally speaking, it hasn't changed, but the style of footy has changed. So, Sonny's just immersing himself both in getting his body right and and having an understanding and knowledge of how we want to play. So whether that materialises into a game against Canberra next week, I'm not exactly too sure. He's yeah, got another yeah. big another big weekend. We're trying to simulate some stuff for him at training, so he'll do that again on game day for us this week. And hopefully he's in their swing. And I'll um, you know, if if this if this was this time next week, I'd probably have some more mail for you. <laughs> I think what I'm excited about is there's been plenty of knockers this time round and. Having not met him, but knowing, I've heard quite a few stories about how fierce a competitor he is. I know he's going to go out there and want to prove plenty of people wrong. Yeah, yeah. You can see there's there's a fire inside Sonny. There really is. He's obviously laid down a challenge to himself, not to anyone else, just to himself to come back and really contribute, not just to come back and, and make up the numbers and get a Guernsey because he's Sonny Bill and he's got a great relationship with Robbo and Nick. He, he wants to come back. He wants to earn his spot. And he wants to win. He wants to win. He wants to be a part of something really special this year. So there's a fire in that man that, um, again, I'm super privileged to beat this club, to be a part of it, rub shoulders with him. And I want to learn from Sonny too over this next little period. Oh, that, that, that's exciting. Now, mate, Friday night, we're taking on the wounded Broncos. Beware the interim coach, we always say. How do you see Friday night? Yeah, th- th- those guys, it's going to be an emotional game for those guys. You can imagine the first. 15, 20 minutes from them is going to be supercharged. They're going to be, you know, flying out, out of the blocks. It, um, You've seen it, Silk. How often does it happen? Exactly where, right. Mate, it, how many times does it happen? Bloody hell. So we, we need to be, you know, we don't need to be on guard. We just need to to be at a high standard of Rooster's style of footy. And it doesn't matter if it's the Broncos or Canberra or whoever it is. We just need to be at a standard which we need to let the Broncos know that we're here to play in the first 20 minutes. And if they do come with some emotion, then so be it. That's on the Broncos. But it's, you know, it's got nothing to do with us, how they turn up. We just uh, do our thing. The last thing, the last thing that we need to do is, is focus on anything bar ourselves. So we'll, we'll take the lessons out of the Tigers game. As we said, the first half, 20 and a lot was exceptional, but we let it slip there in the second half. So we've got some improvement in us. And, if we can maintain what we did in the first half, improve in the second half, then hopefully the game should go our way on Friday. Now, mate, last question from Stephen Clark, and he asks, did you party harder after the 2018 or the 2019 grand final? <laughs> yeah, that is a great question. <laughs> that is a good question because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Melbourne boy, boy. I know a lot of Roosters fans out there, you know, it might be hard for, the, for them to hear this, but obviously, you know, the, the Melbourne Storm were great to me in my career. I had five years down there and made some great mates, and I do have a soft spot for the club. So when we beat them in 2018, mate, I didn't think anything was going to get any better than that. Like, yeah. I, I wanted to beat them so bad. It's funny. It's almost like playing against your big brother or something or your best mate. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just want to beat them so bad. And when we did and the performance we had, I just went – Mate, I'm in seventh heaven. There is nothing ever is going to top that. And then the boys did what they did a year later against Canberra. Like it was backs to the wall. That was the toughest performance I think I've seen a team 
play in the biggest game of the year. Cooper's off the field for 10 minutes. Canberra had all that footy. And, mate, we just were so tough when we came out the other side. And so I partied hard out last year. That that victory, <laughs> mate, that victory after Canberra was just – I just couldn't believe I was a part of something that special last year. Like, to go back-to-back is one thing, yep. but if you just put 2019 in isolation, mate, that game, what the boys went through – is just phenomenal. Like I said, I didn't think 2018 would ever get top, but it got top bloody 12 months later, which is amazing. Well, Kingy, I speak for all fans, mate. When We appreciate the passion with which you talk in this interview, and uh, we know that with yourself, Nathan Kalis, Fitzy, and, of course, Robbo, our team's in good hands. Mate, want to wish you all the best for Friday night and the rest of the season, and thanks for joining us on Roosters Radio. Awesome, Silk. Sorry, it's taken a few years, mate, but we got there. <laughs> and, and, and listen, where can we find that cracket? This is your last chance. Send, send me a text. I'll see if I can find <laughs> it in the, in the back shed. <laughs> there it is, the inventor himself, Matty King. Thanks, Kingy. Thanks, Silk. Thanks, mate. Bye, mate. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Now, it's often said that running a successful football club, you need a good team. You need a solid fan base, but you also need strong corporate partners. And joining us on the line to talk about her company's partnership with the Roosters is Cheryl Hill, National Sales Manager of Reflex Paper. Reflex have been making paper in Australia for over 35 years, supporting local jobs, manufacturing, and the community. It's a great Aussie success story. And to talk about that is none other than Cheryl herself. Cheryl, welcome to Roosters Radio. Thank you so much, Coop. I'm excited to be joining you. Now, Cheryl, before we kick off, one thing I do have to ask you, having uh, known where you were born and raised, last Saturday's result, I know you're a Tigers girl. Have we bought you across? Are you now a fully-fledged Roosters fan? I 100% am. So, of course, I'm a Bowman born and bred girl, live um, next door to the Riverview Hotel, which is what Dorney was a publican for. And I will, of course, always be a Bowman girl, but I'm 100% converted to a Rooster fan now. And although I was disappointed that the Tigers lost, I was so happy that the Roosters had a good win. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> did, did you actually go out to uh, Leichhardt to watch the game? I didn't, no, I didn't. I love Leichhardt Oval. I think it's one of the best grounds to watch a great game of football at. But, no, I was happy to watch it from Fox. Yeah, yeah it, was a bit, <laughs> it was a bit cold out there on Saturday. Oh, yeah. On the hill, it would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Now, Cheryl, let's kick it off. What drew you to the Roosters? Well, firstly, I I want to say that um, I was introduced by one of my team who had someone that she knew, Maddie Sutton, who was actually training with the Roosters to play in the inaugural women's competition. And they were looking for sponsors. They were looking actually for sponsors for the girls. A few of the girls didn't have a sponsor. So what happened was I contacted the Roosters and I said, look, I think, you know, I'm interested in sponsoring um, one or two of your girls. We're looking at just, you know, dipping our toe in the water and to his credit Pat called me back and said hey this is what you can do and uh, apart from sponsoring the girls would you like to maybe be a back of short sponsor and we yeah got on board and we become the back of short sponsor and we sponsored two girls in the first inaugural competition so reflex was on the back of shorts and it was a great position to be in I loved where we were I thought it was fantastic I thought the women's competition was amazing and the girls did really well in the first year. We made it to the grand final. That's right. I yeah, watched every match and loved it and you know, loved seeing Reflex 
every time those girls went in for a tackle and, you know, I did say to someone, I've never watched so many women's bottoms in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> They're very proud to be a part of the inaugural competition and really proud of the Rooster Girls. And then we decided to take a step change in the second year. So we're in our third year with the Roosters now. And we wanted to work more closer with the community around, you know, the Reflex brand. So we then become the member sponsor. So we took a fairly big, massive step change. And we still support the women's competition, but we also become the member sponsor. And what does that mean? I know personally, as a member, all my family, they have the apparel. I do see the Reflex logo on that. Is, can you give us a bit of information about what it, what the membership partner actually means? Yeah, so it's really important for, for us as an Australian manufacturer that we work with the local community and we talk about educating children up in relation to, you know, making paper and, and what it means and keeping those local manufactured roles and, and what an important part Reflex makes in the community in relation to all of our product range. So we wanted to make sure that we had the right fit in relation to our commitment to the Australian community. So being a member sponsor, we work with, you know, all age limits, age levels. And yeah, it's a really nice, great partnership. We enjoy being the member's partner. It's, yeah, really important for us. And you just touched on being a partner in the inaugural year of the NRLW. Uh, We're only about four weeks away from the, the competition kicking off again. What are you looking forward to in season 2020 from the ladies? Oh, so excited. So we are now front of shorts and jersey this year. Congratulations. So I am, yes, I'm so excited about that. But I'm really looking forward to, I've got a new coach, you know, some new girls in the team. I'm so can't wait. I love all the games. I'll be at every game watching them, cheering them on, and just in, ensuring that, you know, women's league is actually supported. And I know that there are so many people that love watching the girls play, you know. So it's a really great great competition and third year I'm really excited and I'm hoping that the girls do the best they can and, and even last year I felt that they had a you know I had a great year and hoping they go one better this year and you know take home the title. Yeah I'm with you there Cheryl. Now listen my spies tell me recently that you you had a photo shoot and you uh, were lucky enough to cherry pick I dare say a few of the players are in Victor, Angus, I think Billy Smith was another, Sammy Verrills. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that you've picked probably the four best-looking young roosters that there is. Uh, Can you tell us about that? (laughs) Oh, how lucky. Yeah, lucky (laughs) I am. I mean, I love working with the Rooster Boys and all of those young gentlemen are just great ambassadors for our business and for rugby league and the really good representation of the Roosters. I mean, the culture and the environment of the Roosters is really what is just – you know, amazing. And I can't tell you how humble those young boys are. They're very appreciative and they value the partners. I mean, I am a, definitely feel that the Roosters Reflex Partnership is one of really built on trust. And when the boys, we did the shoot, they were right invested in it. They had a great time. They really had a lot of fun. The photos are amazing. And, you know, they're always very humble. I love the fact that they're very respectful. And, that culture is throughout everyone. I mean that. You know, everyone I meet at the Roosters, including yourself, Coop, like everyone is just very appreciative of having great 
business partners, you know, and so the boys are a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to agree on that. Like we've been, we've had the pleasure of your company up at the Captain's Club most home games, uh, you know, not this year, of course, but most home games. And some of the people that we've had the pleasure of meeting, you know, yourself, we've had Brian from Micro Rentals and, and a lot of the, the newer people that have come on in the past couple of years. It's it's great. You know, we've had trips away. So uh, there's, there's a great opportunity for, for people who, who want to get involved with the club in the upcoming seasons. I'm probably one of the biggest absolutely ambassadors of really letting people know the value of working with the Roosters. And, you know, my experiences with them over the last three years are just purely incredible. And I think it's in the rooftops. I tell everyone how great it is to work with such an amazing business, but, but team. And I actually feel like I'm part of the family. Like I feel I'm a part of the Roosters family. You know, I always feel that way. And Everyone makes me feel valued and warm, and but I've met some really lovely people, and I've actually created some great friendships. And there's definitely opportunities from a business perspective, but that's not what our partnership's about, you know. And you know, being a part of two premierships, and you know, fingers crossed, we can you know do three Pete. I mean, that will be exciting. But you know what? I think they're winners every day kind words there. Now, here's an opportunity, Cheryl. We've got the Roosters faithful that tune in every week. Let's give the Reflex brand a plug. Australian company uh, with over 35 years in the game. What do you say about that great company that is Reflex? So um, I just want to let everyone know that we are the only manufacturer of paper in Australia. So we really do support local manufacturing. We employ over 4,500 people. Those people are proud to work for an Australian manufacturer. And Reflex is an amazing premium copy paper, but we also have you know, 100% recycled, 50% recycled. So we really value everyone buying and supporting Reflex. We hope that you continue to support an Australian-made product and we love servicing the community with you know a quality sheet. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and lastly, Cheryl, before we let you go, Friday night, Roosters taking on the Broncos. How do you see it? I'm hoping that we absolutely have a 50 nil game. Yeah, nothing would please me better um, to see that. I think the boys are pumped for a great game. We're going to get a few of the boys back. I think that the team is just doing an amazing job with the amount of injuries we've had this year. And I'm definitely looking forward to cheering the boys home on Friday night. Well, Cheryl, I think I I say on behalf of all Roosters fans, uh, thank you for your continued support. And uh, on a personal note, I look forward to seeing you on Friday night. Thanks, Troops, and I love working with you guys. I'm an absolute, complete convert, and, yes, my Balmain friends truly can't believe it, but <laughs> I've, I think I've converted some of them as well. So, <laughs> Well, Cheryl, thanks for spending time with us today on Roosters Radio. Thanks, Troops. All right, see ya. <laughs> Welcome back to Roosters Radio, boys. Friday night, Roosters taking on the hapless Broncos. Well, they're a basket case up there over the border. They'll be lucky to get down due to the quarantine, but, look, they're going to take on our boys Shooter, Bush, how do you see it? Yes, yeah, so they've got, certainly got their own problems. We wish them the best as they get through that, but uh, we also want to make sure we take out the chocolates on Saturday night. I think, mate, uh, regardless of what's going on up there, we've got some of our own troops coming back, you know, focusing on ourselves with Boyd's back in the side and potentially Toops plus, you know, the two Morris twins, Joey Mano, the way he was last week. I think we're going to put a score on the Broncos like we did in the first game. And uh, I'm calling Roosters, keeping them to nil. It's going to be Sydney Roosters, 38 nil, just like the 75 grand final. Yeah, Bush, I, I wish I could share your enthusiasm and optimism. Look, I'm, I always get worried when they make a point of 
saying in the newspapers, in the media, that the Broncos are paying $11 to win this game. And it's, I always get worried when I see that. It's, it's, it's almost like. Mm. Well, but we know they've got a punch on for <laughs> poker machines up there, the boys. Well, <laughs> well they have a look. And, and look, $11 is probably the right price. I think the Roosters, if the Roosters can't put a huge score on them, then we're, we're struggling ourselves. So I just think that the Roosters, we're going from strength to strength. And as Bush said before, the Broncos are starting to capitulate. I and mean, it just keeps getting worse and worse for them every week. Well, as we record this show, that the the news coming out as we speak is that the coach might might have might just take the walk. You know, he, yeah, the coach might just leave. Uh, there's talk of of a payout sum, and he he might just not return back to Red Hill. If that's the case, I'm always wary when a, a team has a new coach. Oh, the they're, they're talking about yeah, they're talking about Kevin Walters as the as the interim coach, or he's one of the options, or, or Paul Green. So. Once that happens, players are playing for contracts. As the professor on Fox said on Sunday night, beware the interim coach. Exactly They've right. Got good records. They do, mate. They do. So, having said that, I still don't think they're going to trouble us. They're, they're a rabble up there, and uh, I do see us winning convincingly. I'm going to say Roosters forty four, Broncos six. Well, I might as well throw my prediction in as well. I'm going to say Roosters forty eight, Broncos ten. Okay. Well, <laughs> there you have it. That's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'll be back next week. Ace to win.